Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. Before we jump into today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. I know you're probably sick of hearing that you need a CRM, and trust me, I'm a little sick of telling you that you need one too. The trouble with most CRMs out there is that they're so tough to figure out. They're stuffed with so many bells and whistles that it feels more like a computer science project than a simple way to organize your contacts. And the truth is, CRMs are not supposed to be that complicated. That's why I love Follow-Up Boss. Not only is it easy to set up and get started, it integrates with all of your most important lead sources. You'll get instant access to pre-written drip campaigns and action plans, and features like SmartList help you take the guesswork out of who to call next, and so much more. So whether you're an experienced CRM pro looking for something more powerful, or even if you're just starting out and only have a handful of buyers or sellers to add to your database, Follow-Up Boss is worth taking a look at. To learn more, visit followupboss.com. If you start a free trial, email me and ask me about my custom drip campaigns designed to help you follow up like a boss. Let's jump in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm joined by Dustin Brome out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and host of the Massive Agent Podcast. So Dustin, you talk to a lot of top producing agents. You kind of have a look under the hood of, of their businesses, but you also run a great community that talks about just advertising strategy and building an effective sort of marketing strategy. And one of the things that I talk about with our agents is building a brand. We've had to... Building a brand is important. And with everything that's sort of been happening and going on, it's almost even more important. If you haven't been paying attention or cultivating a strategy, if you haven't been creating content, what are you going to do to demonstrate your value? And what are you going to do to demonstrate that you are that digital first agent that consumers are sort of going to trust and rely on? But, but again, just welcome to the show. Um, thank you for being here. And I thought we could kind of dive into how do we start to build a sort of marketing strategy? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm honored to, honored to be asked to be on. <laughs> so... Let's get started with, with kind of like what you do with the Massive Agent Society. And when you're thinking about building a marketing strategy for an agent, how do we start to kind of take control of our brand? I know a lot of agents are advertising on companies like Zillow. They're, they're spending a lot of ad spend on Zillow. In fact, we work with some agents to, to kind of throttle their ad spend there. And we're running lead ads. We're doing retargeting ads. But real estate, there's no lack of content. There's no lack of uh, sort of marketing collateral. But how do we start to piece sort of marketing strategy together? Yeah, great question. Obviously, this could this conversation could just go in a million <laughs> different directions, which we'll do. We'll do it because it's helpful. But first, you have to decide that you... An agent needs to decide that they want control of their ability to generate mm. business. 
right? That's mm. that's what it comes down to. Like I I completely understand the arbitrage game that some of these agents and bigger teams play, where they're like, okay, if we make let's say ten thousand dollars when we close a deal, and it's going to take ten Zillow or Realtor.com leads to do that, and those cost let's say three hundred bucks each. Yeah, you know that's that's three thousand to make ten thousand. The arbitrage game, I get it, I completely understand it. But that's, you have zero control, okay? You have zero control because the cost, what if it goes up and you're priced yeah. out? What if the quality of them goes way down because of something yep. that a different company changed on their website? Maybe they change wording. They change a landing page. They change the placement of something. They change how they market to get the traffic to their site to begin with. And it's a different type of person. There's so many things and they're all completely out of your control. Yep. All of them. What if the lead flow stops? Exactly. Or just gets shitty or shittier, (laughs) you know? So I believe there's a better way. And that is taking control over your own ability to generate leads. I believe that any business person, does not matter if you're a restaurant owner, a dentist, a florist, or a realtor, if you cannot, if you do not know how to get new business in the door yourself, you cannot have a long-term successful business. Right. So taking control is the first thing and deciding that hmm, that's probably a good idea. That's where you need to start <laughs> is deciding, Hey, I need to learn how to do it. The problem is there's work involved. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's work. And, and, and everyone and the, wants the, the easy button or the, the quick. Yes, yes. And I totally understand that. It's like, Hey, we're going to spend 3000 to make 10 like yeah. cool all day long. I get it. But for many agents, I'd say most, that's not feasible because Mm. they're competing with these giant teams that have 600 reviews on Zillow uh, who can spend 10 grand a month or 50 grand a month or whatever it is. And you're competing with them. So most agents just can't play at that level. There's a better way. And, And I believe Facebook ads are the better way. There's a lot of learning and work involved in the process. But then you have full control over everything. And here's what's great about a Facebook ad. Every single time somebody sees it, whether they click it or watch it or read it or not, they see your brand, your face, your logo, your name, your color scheme, whatever. It's a branding impression. Right. That is so valuable. And that cannot and does not happen on any of these other portal sites. Right. It's just your name and your face. That's it. So so let let me put myself in one of the objections that I hear a lot and I do hear it a lot. It's, yeah, yeah, I've done Facebook ads. They don't really work. Or yeah, I've done uh-huh. that. I spent a lot of money and I don't get anything out of it. So Facebook isn't what it used to be. It sucks. I want to focus on something else. Yeah, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot better than it used to be. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Good answer. So I got a text from one of our, one of our members of our, yeah. of our coaching program. On Mother's Day, they got 45 leads. That's awesome. From one ad. They, when they started with us... And, this is just, this will show you if you just plug into the right system and can follow some steps, yep. you can be very successful. He generated 450 leads in three weeks at an average of about 69 or 70 cents each. Ridiculous. Insane. And yes, I know that a Facebook lead is not the same as a Zillow lead. I get it. Zillow leads are usually more, more qualified or if they're there asking for information about a listing, they're very they're, interested, they're, they're right? They're problem aware. They're, they're sort of middle of the funnel. They, they know, or they're yes. next three to six months, let's say. Right. One they're, to three months. They're further down the funnel. Yep. But 
70 cents each, $300 each. Like I'll take all of those 70 cent leads all day long, <laughs> plug them into my funnel and my, my database and follow up with them for three years. Yeah. Six months later, I'll convert one of them. Nine months later, I'll convert six more. It's just, it's a longer term play, but you absolutely get wins now because he decided to do that. And he'd never run a Facebook ad before. This is what's crazy. He'd never run a Facebook ad. He was intimidated by it. He He had outsourced it to another company, which you're paying for the ad spend plus the management. And then you don't have any control really. Right. He's like, I'm, I got to do this myself. I hear it's great. But he had also heard Facebook ads don't work. <laughs> it, it just cracks me up. It's whatever you tell yourself. If, right. if you've done it and they didn't work, is it Facebook ads that didn't work or you didn't do it right or you didn't do it effectively? Right. It's obviously the latter. Right. Anyone that says Facebook ads don't work, they're just, I don't know. No, and they're you, whatever. You, you, know? you got you to gotta change your mindset about it too. Like if you're going into it with the... With the with the mindset that this is going to suck, it's not going to work, then guess what? It's going to suck and it's not going to work. That's right. But, but yeah. you, have a, you have a choice. You can either cold call a whole bunch of people, which personally, I, was, uh, I got it started in the industry before the subprime market collapse as a loan officer. I hated calling on these title booklets. Like oh. I hated making those calls. I hate calls too, man. So, so given them. the choice, hey, go cold call or go door knock or find a way to get in front of 400, 450 people for less than a buck. I'll, yeah. I'll take the ladder all day long. Oh, completely. And because those are just people that filled out the lead form, yeah. right? Those are 450 people that filled out the lead form to get the specific list of homes he was offering. And he right. was in the Charlotte area. It was offering a list of homes with at least an acre of land under a certain price point. And then in the ad, he said, as of today, there were like 183 properties available, whatever that was when he published it. And then the list is like a saved search on his website. And it just updates whenever listings come and go that meet those criteria. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things that's proven to work. If you make it work, if you just do it, but you've got to decide, okay, this works. Okay. Or it can, right. Uh, Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to like plug into a system that, that someone else is, is laying out for me. So I don't have to learn it all from scratch. Right. Which, by the way, that's what I did, like an <laughs> idiot. Because I was, dude, I was broke, super broke at the time. I didn't have a choice. But now yeah. I told myself the story, I can't afford to hire a coach or take a yeah. course. If I made it a priority, I could have borrowed the money or I figured it right. out, right? So I told myself that story. And so I just trial and error learned Facebook ads. And by watching YouTube videos, reading right. articles, all of that. And you know, I spent well over 10 grand just trial and error. It produced some, some closings for sure. So it, like, it wasn't a waste at all, but right. it took so long. <laughs> it took so long where you can hire a coach or take a course. Shorten that or, learning curve exponentially. Exactly. Because then you're just getting the roadmap. And yeah. now you just have to follow it and do it. And boom, wow, you have leads. But it's also not about the leads. Like That's just the starting point. Yeah. That now you have to follow up with them effectively. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to underdo it. You want to make sure you do it long enough because most people, you got to realize with Facebook ads, this is the big difference between Zillow or even Google ads. Google ads, people are searching for yep. homes for sale in Salt Lake City or something like that. They're not on Facebook. It's, it's, interu- it's a little bit of interruption marketing versus them going to Google exactly. their problem aware they know what they're looking for. 
Exactly. They are scrolling through their newsfeed to find what they should be outraged about today. <laughs> and, and you're interrupting their outrage oh, seeking. That's so, that's so with, accurate. Yes. You're, you're uh, interrupting their, their search for outrage uh, with an ad. So, yeah. and that sounds like, well, well that's not going to work. That's stupid. But you're able to pick who the ad shows up in front of. So you're picking your ideal audience who's most likely to want to see something like that, who's most likely to already be looking right. for something like that. And so it just works. You just got to follow up with these leads longer. And it, man, it's just, it's so effective because like I said, 450 people filled out his lead form right. in three weeks. Tens of thousands clicked the ad and never submitted. <laughs> okay. How many tens of thousands more saw it and never even clicked it? Right. And saw it multiple times. So they're seeing his face, his name, his branding, everything, uh, which Re is huge. repetition. Exactly. So over time, if you just do this, you are building a brand, you're becoming recognized and known so you can be found online. You're building a reputation. Agents that don't have any kind of online reputation building going on, they're not doing any content, they're not putting themselves out there, they're right. not doing videos or writing articles or even just posting. If they're not doing that, who the hell is going to remember you or, <laughs> or notice you or think of you when their sister-in-law is asking for a realtor referral? Right. You know, it, it all works together, but um, man, it's, it's just such a powerful tool that we all have available. Yeah. It's just, are you going to, are you going to use it? <laughs> I think what we like to say is the effect that we're going after when we're doing like retargeting ads or branding awareness ads or, or promoting videos is uh, we want to give the impression of like, damn, you're everywhere. We yes. decided to work with you because we just see your stuff everywhere. We see your yard signs. We see everything you post on Facebook and it's just. Like we know you're everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you mentioned retargeting because so 450 people filled mm -hmm. out their lead form. Tens of thousands clicked it, but did not submit the lead form. He created a custom audience, which, uh, which basically is a box that you can specify, hey, anyone who takes this specific action or mm -hmm. does this thing or visits this specific page or watches this video... I want you to put those users in this box so I can show ads to those, to that group later on. Right. So now he has a custom audience, a box full of people who clicked the ad, but never submitted that he can show future ads to. Mm -hmm. So now, now it's like, okay, I saw ad number one the next day or the day after, oh, I see another ad from this company. Oh, I recognize them from the other day. I, re yeah. I remember that logo. I remember that face or that color scheme and so on down the line you start to retarget people. So, so you are everywhere to them. Right. That's how you build credibility in their eyes. That's how eventually, if they're interested at all, most aren't, but plenty of them are, <laughs> uh, they're going to eventually be like, wow, they're everywhere. They must be the team in town or that must right. be the agent. So I'm going to, I'm going to click this. Like I'm going to reach out. So I'm going to, yeah. So let's, let's get strategic or tactical here for a second. There's a, let's say you have 400 lead submissions, 2000 to hit the form, but don't convert. You can build that custom audience. How far out do you build it and, and sort of retarget them? Do you set it, do you say the last 60 days, the last 90 days, the last 120 days? Because the assumption is those people hit the form, but didn't convert because perhaps they're too early entry. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, usually it's top of the funnel. Like people are just, they're like, oh, that's interesting. I'll think about buying a home next <laughs> summer or something. Yeah. You know, that's most of them, which is great. Like if you have a great follow up system, 
you're going right. to convert those leads, which is why I, I'm always, I never have an answer when someone's like, well, what's the ROI on this ad? Like, <laughs> well, over what time period? And right. how effective was your follow-up? And, and how do you even quantify that to begin with? Like, it, you know, whatever. It's, um, it's, like, it's like getting the lead in is a third of the work. People yeah. forget People forget that, hey, you still got to follow up on these. You still got to yeah. increase your cadence. You still got to nurture them for long-term because consum- it's all consumer direct. Consumer direct is anywhere from three to 18 months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the analogy that I like to use is if, you're, if it's a football game, you're catching the football. Yeah. Uh, getting a lead is when you catch the ball and now you have to run 80 yards and score with it, right? <laughs> There's still so many things you have to do. You have to dodge tackles. You have to do this. You have to hang on to the damn ball. Yep. Uh, all of that. It's important, but it's just part of the process. So, yep. okay. You, you asked about retargeting and the, the timeframes, like the duration or yeah. whatever you call it with, uh, with the custom audiences. It really depends on what you're trying to do. I know mm-hmm. people hate that answer. It depends. But it does. Depends on what you're trying to do. So if you want to be aggressive with it and you're like, hey, I want this person to start seeing ads from me into perpetuity and just kind of because you want them to feel like you're everywhere. Yep. And some people aren't qualified at all, aren't interested, won't be for five years, but most are somewhat interested. Otherwise, right. they'd never click or anything. Right. So I like to do uh, a few different custom audience durations. Okay. And there, there's a couple different ways to do this. You could do it all with one custom audience or multiple, but you do one for like four days. So anyone who's clicked your lead form within four days goes into this one. Then another one for eight days. So anyone over the last eight days uh, and, and so on. And it could be any duration you want. Yeah. Then let's say ad number two that you want to start showing to those who clicked but didn't submit. You want to start showing your first retargeting ad to them I choose the reach campaign and you don't use any targeting at all on the ad set. You already targeted the audience to get them in to the custom audience. So if they're in your custom audience, they met the the, uh, targeting qualifications from the first ad. Yes. So leave it wide open, reach campaign. So you'll reach as many people within the audience as possible. And then let's say ad number two, you're like, okay, targeted to anyone within the first four days. So as soon as they click, boom, now they're going to start seeing ad number two. Then you can set up ad number three targeted to those who have seen it between four and eight days ago or those who clicked between four and eight days ago. Right. So you target the eight-day audience, exclude the four-day. Yep. So you only get people who clicked that ad between four and eight days ago and so on down the line. That's, that's one way to do it. There's other ways that are based on their activity. So like if they watched a video, as soon as they watch 50% of the video, then boom, it triggers another ad uh, because of a custom audience. There's so many ways to do it, but ultimately the tools are available. Guys, these are the same damn tools that Target and Amazon (laughs) and Walmart and Purple Mattress and everyone else uses. conglomerates. These billion dollar companies. And they're accessible to us. Think about that. The exact same tools. We can do this. What I love to do, here's, here's something super tactical for anyone listening. Because I get asked all the time, how do you get listings? I want seller leads. I want seller leads. We all want seller leads. That's the number one ask. It really is. And nobody likes the answer. <laughs> nobody likes the honest, actual answer. Right. It's run buyer ads. 
right? If you're running ads for buyers, some of those people need to sell before they In order to buy, yeah. Yeah. So that's been the most effective. Uh, Getting seller leads directly just takes more branding. They need to see you all over the place all the time. There's just a different mindset with buyers and sellers. Yeah. Buyers are just like, oh, okay, let's work with that agent. Like they have a nice (laughs) list of homes and a great website. Okay. Or, Or they were nice on the phone. Yeah. Sellers, either they give the listing to their cousin Susie that got their license three weeks ago, <laughs> or or they research the shit out of it and and really try to pick like the best in town in yeah. their eyes, right? So a way to target those who are most likely sellers with specific seller, seller facing or seller appealing uh, ads yeah. is if you get traffic on your website to your home value request page, for example, right. or maybe you have a seller guide or even some blog articles that appeal to sellers, sellers. Yeah, that, that really no one else would be on that site or on that particular page unless they were a seller. Right. So you create a custom audience of people who visited that specific URL or, yep. that, or a few different URLs like your seller guide, your home value request, this one blog that, article. That's where it's uber, uber, super valuable to have the pixel installed on your website. Yes, exactly. You have to have the pixel installed on your website. Yep. And if you have a website that does not allow pixels to be installed, you have a website from the 1970s, <laughs> get the hell out. Like it, it's such a standard thing. It's like, yeah. And you put pictures on your website. Yes. Well, and can guy, I put a pixel. Yes. Guys, your your website provider should if you have a website that's hosted by a provider, just email them instructions, they'll be able to do it. It really totally. shouldn't be a problem. And right. if you're using WordPress, Super easy to do. Super easy. Yep. There's just a plug-in. You just take your pixel ID. You don't even need mm-hmm. the full code and you boop, plop it in there and bing, bing, boom. Then it starts tracking the users who visit and the activity that they, that they take while they're there. Mm-hmm. So if now you have a custom audience of people who visited those particular pages on your website that really only appealed to sellers, who do you think those people in that custom audience really are? Yep. They're most likely sellers or wannabe sellers. Right aspiring sellers, if you will. <laughs> so now you can have that. You're like, hey, I know who these people are. I'm going to start sell- showing them seller-related seller ads. Yep. And that is a great way to, to generate seller leads as well uh, through retargeting. Yep. So let's back up a little bit, talk ad strategy. I think there's, there's two agents that are listening to the show right now. There's the agent who has... That's it. Her- had a little bigger audience than that. <laughs> Two types of agents, two types of agents. (laughs) That's awesome. There's the type of agent who has listing inventory. So you should absolutely be taking advantage and and marketing Mm -hmm. your listings to create new opportunities. And then there's the agent who doesn't have any of their own listing inventory. So they have to go out and create those opportunities for themselves. When we we start talking tactics and and types of ads, what types of ads should we be running? I know we're we're going down the rabbit hole talking lead ads, but what other types of ads can we be running or what should we start? Sure. Lead ads are, if you want leads, you're telling Facebook right off the bat, mm-hmm. get me leads by choosing the objective lead generation. Yep. And then you get the, the lead form. So I'm a huge fan of those. But I mean, even just videos, like if you have a listing or someone in your office has a, a great listing that has an awesome video walkthrough, just run a video views objective ad, which are super freaking cheap. Like yep. you're getting video views for, for a penny or less. Yep. Sometimes 15 second views called a through play you're getting those for a penny or two each. It's just crazy. And then you can create custom audiences of those yep. that saw it and watched a certain amount. Uh, video crushes it. Video is fantastic. 
I really like Instagram story swipe up ads mm-hmm. as well, as long as the ad is native for the for the format. So it could just be you saying, hey, I have some, bu-, that whole like, I have a buyer approach. Yep. You can do it within Instagram stories where you're standing in front of a random house or a recognizable landmark in your city or something. Yep. And you're just like, hey, my name is Dustin. I'm an agent and I'm working with these buyers. It's a really hot market. They're having a hard time finding a home in this neighborhood. If you know anyone who has one who's thinking about selling, please let us know. Just swipe up and send us a message. Something along super those lines. Super simple, super effective. Super simple. And, and that works well. Man, there's so many different things you could do. I really am a fan. Uh, and this has been true for years. I'm still such a huge fan of offering a list of homes Mm-hmm. but a very specific niche list of homes. So Zillow and all these guys, they just like homes for sale in Salt Lake City. <laughs> okay, like homes for sale in Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> wow, thank you. Like really easy to, to weed through those. So specific um, approach might be like, we have an agent who has a farm of a thousand. So she's doing a twice a month direct mail campaign and then piggybacking it with Facebook ads. It's a thousand homes that are two story, they live there for 20 plus years and they have over 80% equity. And there so she's showing a curated list of single story homes within a certain price range. Exactly. So in the winter, I love to run an ad showing an image of somebody scraping snow off their windshield of their car, <laughs> right? And in Salt yep. Lake, we have snow. Are you in Florida? No, I'm in uh, Orange County. It's always sunny here. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. You don't really know what snow is either, except for in theory. Uh, So, but in Utah, we have this thing called snow. And if you don't have a garage, it sucks. Uh, You have to scrape the ice off almost every morning. And so in the winter, if you say, hey, here's a list of homes under 400,000 in this particular subdivision or suburb that have a two-car garage, that's, that's specific enough. Like, here, that, that's got here's the kill. pain point. <laughs> yeah, it does. Here's a pain point. You're waking up every morning and scraping ice off your windshield. Why don't you buy a house with a garage? Here's a list of homes in this price range with a two-car garage. Boom. People click all day long. Right. In the summertime, homes under a certain price range with swimming pools. That also works well. And then you show a really authentic looking photo of a backyard pool, not some overly stock looking photo. <laughs> but something that looks like it was taken from somebody's iPhone. Yep. Not, not a bad one, but a good iPhone 11. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah th- those do really well based on the time of the, year. The copy that performed really well for us was, uh, it's going to be blazing hot this weekend. Are you looking for somewhere to cool off? Then these beautiful homes feature floor plans and backyards that are perfect for entertaining. There you go. To get a yep. list of pool homes and blah, blah, blah. See, I'll pick schedule a tour. Click here. Beautiful. See, yeah. it's, it's knowing what people are looking for. And then putting what they're looking for in front of them. That's what a winning marketer does. It doesn't matter if you're an agent or you make soap. <laughs> I mean, so let's true, be honest, so true, there's some so fancy true. soap out there these days. We've, we've all seen it with coconut flakes and all that shit. And I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing. I just, it's amazing people spend $10 for a bar of soap with coconut flakes in it. But respect. That's awesome. So any good marketer well, rather than, and here's why, here's why agents fail on social media and with Facebook ads or just marketing in general is they want to, they know what they want someone to do and they're just putting that in front of them. They're like, hey, yep. I want you to see this rather than 
Who's my ideal audience? What do they need? What do they want to see? Whether that's at this moment or in general, and then figuring out how you can offer that to them and put it in front of them in a, in a very effective way. And what you described was, it's going to be hot as hell this weekend. So here's, here's a place yeah. to cool off with a backyard, a pool, you know, whatever. Like literally don't skip that first step. That first step is think about, genuinely think about who is it that I'm trying to attract, put yourself in their shoes and ask yourself what's going to appeal to them. Yep. Otherwise you're just talking to them. You're <laughs> talking at them. You're talking at them. Yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, you're really no better than somebody walking through a parking lot with flyers and putting them on every freaking windshield. <laughs> you don't know whose who's car it is or if they're interested in your barber shop. Yeah. It, there's no difference. So don't do that. Be a marketer and think about what someone needs and how you can serve that need. And then the best way to put your solution yep. in front of them. So let's talk a little bit about, and this could probably be its own, its own episode, but what does a, I had an agent who was jumping from solution to solution to solution. I spent $3,000 here. I spent $3,000 here. None of the mm-hmm. ads, those were bad leads. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you look, I'm like, okay, hold on. Let's, let's back up a second. Let's not jump into another solution because I don't think we have a lead capture problem. I think we have a conversion problem. Most likely. And, and it's because we don't have, like, how often have we nurtured these leads? Oh, well, I called through them and none of them were interested. And it's like, okay, well, no, that's the problem. So what does a good or an effective contact and conversion process look like? Texting first. To me, it all starts with texting. I hate getting phone calls. It pisses <laughs> me off. I hate when somebody comes to the door. I hate it. It's just the world we live in, right? Yep. We, anything that interrupts us that we don't control pisses us off. Yep. So. I know there's agents out there that glued to this though, all the time, all the time. I mean, you can even on iPhones, you can even look at your screen time. You know, I'm I'm six (laughs) or seven hours a day. It's ridiculous, but it is what it is. Like my phone is my office. My phone is what I I do business with, but I know that there's agents out there that swear by calling and they have a script and all of that. And, And there's even what Ricky Carruth, the coach talks about, which I think is great. He calls it cold calling. I don't even consider it cold calling because he's not calling to convince anyone of anything. He's calling yep. to ask what he can do to help. Yep. But it's still calling. It's still, if it's an unknown number, I'm not answering. And do you know why I'm not answering? Because my freaking operating system on my iPhone, <laughs> I click the toggle switch. Spam call sends, likely. Yep. It's well, and even it's the unknown numbers one. Yeah. So if you get a call from a number that is not in your contacts or in any messages, it's just going to send it right to voicemail. I love that. I get so <laughs> many calls uh, that don't even come in and don't interrupt me, which is great. So if you're calling, more and more people are going to be doing stuff like that. I think texting is great because 100% of people see the text. Yep. It shows up on their lock screen. Yep. You're going to see it. And, and so obviously you want to talk to them at some point, but texting is convenient for them. They can respond when and if they want yep. to. It's not interrupting their day. And so text first and ask very simple open-ended questions or either or questions. Hey, did you get the list of homes? Yep. Rather than, hello, my name is Dustin. I'm a realtor. Did you get the list of homes? There's this great <laughs> one over on Elm Street and you know, I can show it this weekend at seven or eight. It's like uh, so in your face. Oh my God. Or, hey, are you looking for a single family home or a townhouse? Yep. Or do you want, are you looking in this neighborhood or this one, this price range or this one? Open-ended questions or easy to answer either ors because you want them to engage. Yep. 
if they engage once, they're much more likely to engage a second time and so on. So texting kills and uh, the, the lead response company Verse, formerly Agentology, yep. they respond to millions and millions of, of leads for agents. And their data shows overwhelmingly that texting first works dramatically better than, than calling first. Text and say, hey, would you, would you like a call or do you prefer text? Yep. And let them decide. That's meet what works. The, meet, them, meet them where they are. And in other words, like what's their preferred method of communication and go that route. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And like if, if they sent you a, a Snapchat DM, don't try to call them. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's, that's unnatural yeah. um, and weird. So just, I don't know. I, I think people overthink this, but just remember guys, if somebody filled out your lead form with valid contact info, even if it's invalid, if they put Mickey Mouse or, you know, Dr. Poop face yeah. or whatever, <laughs> which, which I love which those. happens. <laughs> I actually like to respond to those like, Hey, Mr. Poop face, um, <laughs> are you available this weekend? There's, there's an open house in this area you're looking it, and it's usually they toilets. respond favorably. <laughs> they, they're usually they're like, wow, that, you know, that's funny. You actually have a sense of humor, you know, respect. That's awesome. Yeah. Some, some of those have actually turned into like actual clients. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We just, we overthink it. We, over, we overdo it. But remember, the reason you have their contact info to begin with is they wanted what you were offering them. Yep. Whether they want it today or three years from now, doesn't matter. Just have a consistent follow-up plan that is not in their face. That's not three paragraphs long. That's very easygoing, but consistent. Yep. And, and you will win. Most agents give up after one or two contacts because the lead was bad. <laughs> well, maybe they were ready to buy a million dollar home nine months from now, you idiot. Yep. But you'll never know because you are focused on this short-term payoff that yep. usually doesn't ever happen. It yep. can and does. The Wayne, unicorn. you've got 450 leads. Yep. He's already met with a few clients and he's already making offers for some of them because he has so many yep. numbers game, but most will buy later. Yep. Guys, lack of engagement doesn't mean no. It just means not right now. So buyers are going to be ready when they're ready, not when we want them to be. So, so think about that when you're putting together a follow-up strategy. It needs to be consistent. It needs to be long-term because if you stay in front of them long enough, they will eventually convert. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, Dustin, thank you so much for taking the time to kind of share some wisdom. Really appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, where you. can we learn more more about you, follow you, stalk you? <laughs> All of the above. Massive Agent Podcast awesome. on any podcast player, massiveagentpodcast.com or at Massive Agent on social. You know, the nice thing about being an online marketer is you're really easy to find if someone just <laughs> plugs your name into the Google. And, and so, yeah, the easiest thing is probably massiveagentpodcast.com or massiveagentsociety.com which is our uh, lead gen program with one agent per market it's limited to. So go check it. Awesome, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. you. You bet. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode, 
do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit. Answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time. Thank you.